Hello, hello, and welcome to Cryptid Creation. I'm Cal. I'm Bree. I'm Grace. And I'm Rye. And this is where I would usually say that our goal is to create the greatest cryptid of all time, but we've already done that with our best bud, Boof. God, I've missed Boof. Me too, but they're always with us in our hearts. Um, that being said, though, the reason we're gathered here today is... Is it, is it because we're not boofing around anymore? Oh. That is, in fact, our tagline for the season. <laughs> no more boofing around. <laughs> Cryptid Creation 2, Electric Boofaloo. <laughs> not allowed. Explicitly allowed, yes. <laughs> But the reason we're gathered for a second season is because Boof has actually come to me in the usual fashion of mm -hmm. 3 a.m. as my sleep paralysis demon um, and told me that, you know what, it's lonely at the top of the cryptid world. They're surrounded by all their local fuba stinks, but none of them can truly sympathize with the burdens of being the absolute best cryptid in existence. It's a hard life. And you know mm -hmm. what? Boof wants a partner. Is season two a dating show? It feels like it was always the natural progression of our podcast, but in short, yes. It's The Bachelorette? <laughs> it's actually The Boofflorette, but thank you. Uh, everybody start, start your boof pun counters. Um, we're at three so far. And that's only gonna go up from here, baby. But starting off our season of love... Um, I've heard that a lot of people find it really appealing to be in touch with your emotions, and you know what? Everyone likes a soft boy, right? A sad boy? So with that in mind, our first cryptid of the season is gonna be the squonk. I'm sorry, the what? Oh no, you heard me. The squonk. Have you not heard of the squonk, Bree? Only the, the saddest, most pitiful cryptid in existence? I'm imagining the poorest little Meow Meow, soaking wet, big sad brown eyes, maybe an elephant's trunk, just by the name sound. You don't know how right you are. But our good bud, the Squonk, hails from the Hemlock Forest of Northern Pennsylvania, and tales of its existence first came about when Pennsylvania was at its highest involvement in the timber and hunting industries. In particular, the earliest written account of the squonk comes from William Cox's book um, called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods that was published in 1910. And while it's notable that there are no records of the squonk existing before this time, some sources, including a 1939 version of the same book, proposed that the creature migrated from the, the deserts to swamplands, which reflects the migration of logging camps, actually. Hmm. All accounts of the squonk are pretty consistent in describing the creature as just absolutely hideous. It has extremely loose and sometimes scaly skin that's covered with warts and blemishes. And it's sometimes described as having four legs and others as having three and a half. What could those be like chemical burns from the logging industry? Very well could be. You're on the right path. I 
struggle with this one because as much as I want, like, I re- it's relatable. The squonk is ugly and sad. Me too. But, like, you know. Also, not a huge body horror person usually. And so, like, yeah. looking at, like, warts and birds, I'm like, oh, I would probably also not be, like, psyched to meet the squonk. I feel like I'm the only person who hasn't heard of the squonk. Is it the squonk or squonk? So, I think that varies depending on the source. It seems to be a species, but a very lonely and sad and decrepit species. Interesting. Why? Okay. (laughs) Maybe... Maybe the warts we found along the way are the friends or the squonk or something. I don't know. Poor thing. That's, That's truly the summary of this whole episode, yeah. So our friend slash friends, the squonk, um, also have, also reportedly has webbed feet, but only, only on the left side of its body. (laughs) And one proposed explanation for this is that during the creature's migration um, through the swamps, it walked with only its left half in the water, which caused it to evolve lopsidedly. Is this like a flounder situation? You know how like flounders are like, normal fish and then like eventually their eye one eye moves to like the other side of its body and they become flat you know um first of all i'd like to say that that's disgusting please (laughs) never bring that up ever again and then second of all so on one foot i'm picturing like a duck foot like cute tiny little duck foot and the other one is just like chicken foot (laughs) oh god just wanted to bring up that imagery yeah i've I've heard of the squonk before, but I don't remember what it looks like. And how did you make what I already thought was cursed even more cursed? Both of you. (laughs) You know what? That's the curse of the squonk. This is why it is so ashamed of its appearance. Um, (laughs) Yeah, truly the most notable thing about the squonk, keep those physical descriptions in mind, is that it is so ashamed of its appearance that it constantly weeps and hides from human sight. It even travels at night just to better conceal its ugly appearance. So it's a teenager. (laughs) You know what? You're not wrong. 15-year-old me was very, very similar to this. I feel like, for whatever reason, when I'm picturing the squonk, like at night it's got one of those password journals and it's just making like guttural throat noises into the password journal to make it open and then it's just writing about how sad it is writing its emo poetry i don't know why that's the imagery i have but just like this grotesque monstrous thing it's just like trying to make this screaming noise into the password journal and it just keeps going Password incorrect. Try again. (laughs) Just the journal rubbing salt into an already horrible day every single day. Exactly. God. You know what? It's a better mental image than the chicken feet. I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, truly, I don't blame this guy one bit for being so emotional. um, Because every source I found on the squonk was just so, so dedicated to dragging it. The original Fearless Creatures book called it the homeliest of all living creatures in Pennsylvania and knows it. First of all, that's cyberbullying. 
It really is. It needs to end. Bree, you didn't tell us this time. What's your strange um, qualification? Certified nurse, forklift driver, squonk protection agency. Actually, I'm gonna go with squonk beautician. Um, I'm a makeup artist specializing in squonk features. Not quite sure what those are yet because we haven't quite gotten to that part, but um, I'm thinking latex is gonna be involved. Someone's gotta help these poor creatures boost their self-esteem. It's truly difficult work. Don't forget about the other main source of squonk that I know about is the Genesis song. Genesis wrote a whole song about him. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, yes. Don't worry. We'll get into the squonk's musical discography. Oh, but just some other very tasteful drags I found of the squonk online. More cyberbullying. The Lumberwoods Unnatural History Museum dubs it the most morbid of beasts. And Atlas Obscura features the squonk as the very first tippity-top creature in an article titled Bastards of the Bestiary, Eight Mythological Creatures Too Gross, Sad, or Monstrous to be Loved. And by the way, every other creature listed has habits like stealing babies or recently deceased souls. And you're going to loop those dudes in with someone who just wants to cry alone in the woods? This may or may not get moved from the podcast, but I would like to say that there's probably somebody who wants to fuck the squawk. And that is all I will be saying. Thank you. That is all you will be saying because I am officially banning you. <laughs> you guys, as as of time of recording, we made it 15 minutes before someone made a joke worthy of horny jail, which is somewhat <laughs> of a record, but also still sad. Does make my next comment a little bit more awkward but i was gonna say again this is just what it's like to be a teenager everyone (laughs) hates you including yourself you feel like the ugliest person on the planet everything's terrible you're covered in like pustules pimples and stuff it's all awful (laughs) you're just in such a love-hate relationship with your body and then atlas obscura comes and drags you on the internet and also, like most teenagers, you know, you have one duck foot, one chicken foot, <laughs> you know, just typical teenage stuff. The human experience, truly. Really. And in that moment, I swear, we were all squonk. So even though the squonk tries its best to hide from sight, it's still extremely easy to track. All you have to do is go out into the woods and follow the sound of loud sobbing and the cheer-soaked trail it leaves easy and the password journal saying please try again (laughs) and the soothing (laughs) sounds of that barbie pink (laughs) password (laughs) locked journal um a few individuals have tried to hunt the squonk with some pretty interesting results one hunter was able to successfully track the squonk mimic its calls aka just crying and lure it into a big old sack like Santa. But as he was carrying it home, he noticed that the bag had lightened significantly and the weeping suddenly stopped. He opened the sack to find that the squonk had dissolved and left him with only a puddle of tears and bubbles. 
You know that one part in Scrubs when the janitor's like, I've got a bag of burlap sack full of rats. <laughs> and they like chew a hole through the bottom and escape into the hospital. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining here. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, Brie, you've got to watch Scrubs. <laughs> you know that one part of that one episode that nobody else has seen but me where the rats get out of the bag? You know, Same the bag bit. of rats. You know, <laughs> rats. I was crazy once. So, um, the squonk's ability to dissolve into tears when it gets too scared is very much a mood. Is it like when squids get scared and they, like, ink? Like, aw, you guys made me ink! Except it's the squonk <laughs> just dissolving into tears when it gets too sad. Aw, you made me a sad puddle. Oh, you made me dissolve into sadness. <laughs> oh, God. Is this bullying? You know what? Who's to say? Um, but apparently this reaction is somewhat contagious because a second hunter um, tried to grab the squonk, but its misery was so strong that he himself dissolved into a puddle of tears. Massive Uno reverse on the squonk's part. <laughs> I sentence you to banishment. Be sad. Sounds like a normal teenager to me. What, you've never made anybody dissolve into a puddle of tears? Come on. <laughs> what, like it's hard? The epic highs and lows of squonk hunting. <laughs> I also really want to know if the hunter was found in a burlap sack, because like, how did they find the puddle of tears? Did it like not sink into the ground? Like, what's what's up with that? You know what? A very good question. <laughs> Just one of his hunter buddies went out into the woods the next day and went, "You know what? That's a very Paul-shaped puddle right there." <laughs> so moving straight on, um, I believe. This is actually a first in my cryptid research, but the reason for this sad, sad boy's existence um, may very well be a unique form of environmental activism. When William Cox um, first wrote Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods, um, it was a very real possibility that the hemlock forests that the squonk supposedly calls home could be gone due to overharvesting thanks to that thriving timber industry. And as such, some people suspect that he created the squonk as very pointed commentary on the potential loss of those forests. Very cool. Very cool. Hot take. But what if the squonk isn't actually like warts and boils and what have you? What if he's just like tree bark textured? Ooh. And people are just mean. Just the plague of bullying. If that texture yeah. ain't on a tree, it's ugly. Yeah. On that note of the creature being environmentally conscious, the squonk is also just a little bit of a scientist. Um, on the lore side, squonks reportedly reproduce through binary fission, which um, a lot of us know as asexual reproduction. Um, and fearsome creatures assigned the squonk the official taxonomy name. Let's see if I can pronounce this. Lacrimacorpus dissolvens which literally stems from the Latin words for tear, body, and dissolve. 
So what you're saying is, if Boof chooses the Squonk, we get some queer platonic relationships? Absolutely. Ace for cryptid. Sorry, I will say that scientific name does make it sound like the dissolving criminal. You've been hit by, you've been struck by, a dissolving criminal. It doesn't fit anywhere in the conversation, but the only thing that's stuck in my head is reduce, or yeah, reduce, reuse, resquonkle. (laughs) (laughs) Remember to teach your kids to resquonkle today for a better future. Oh, but on the real science side, there's actually a phenomenon called chemical squonks. And um, that refers to substances that are stable in solution or their quote-unquote wild form. But if you try to capture or isolate them, it causes a polymerization or a decomposition. Sorry, this is a bit late, but I will take issue with the term binary fission being used here. Because that is specifically referring to, like, single-celled organisms, which Squonk obviously is not. That's that's not... It has cells. (laughs) There are organisms that do reproduce asexually, but they like basically fertilize their own egg. I'll, I'll take this one. Um, <laughs> as a squonk beautician, I can confirm that squonkles are just one large cell. <laughs> That's what makes beautification so difficult, so tricky. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Who's to say that squonks are not one giant cell? <laughs> me <laughs> this far into episode one and we've already alienated our one scientist <laughs> we're back baby alright but here's where I can pitch in because the squonk has a weirdly impressive musical background um, as you mentioned Genesis wrote a song named after the creature um, the Squonks also briefly mentioned in Steely Dan's Any Major Dude Will Tell You. And there's actually a Philadelphia performance company called Squonk Opera, which if we're ever in Philadelphia, I absolutely need to see them. Nami literally going to Philadelphia in a month? <laughs> Whoa. See what Squonk Opera's doing, buddy. I will do my best. <laughs> Go live the dream. Do it for me. But that brings us to the end of my little squonk presentation. Now it's time for us to get into the romantic pros and cons. What does the squonk have that would really complement Boof's energy? Pros, uh, squonk seems to be down for a good cry. Uh, emotionally, emotionally there, like you said at the beginning. Um, and is definitely down to give space when needed. Cons could dissolve into a pile of tears at any notice. Yeah, I definitely do have that listed as a con of just a partner should not dissolve into a puddle of tears or dissolve you into a puddle of tears if you're Mm -hmm. trying to comfort them. Okay, but hear me out really quick. It could also be a pro if you frame it as Boof is an unknowable being. And Squonk, if he gets too upset, becomes an unknowable, unseeable being. And I'm hearing it as like a quick escape route. (laughs) You know what, if 
anytime I got really uncomfortable in this space, like thought I was saying the wrong thing, I could just become a puddle, absolutely would give in. I don't know why we're, like, I feel like a quick escape route is about the right kind of angle we should go for here. I mean, think about it as like a form of transportation. They're going back into the water cycle to <laughs> teleport wherever they want, presumably, or wherever the water cycle dictates. Hey, babe, I will be at the wedding. It's going to take me like a month to commute, though, so I will get started now. Hold on, wait, I'm just putting it together. Is the four-legged, but sometimes three and a half, is that like extra half leg just a puddle? It was just like in the process of becoming a puddle, and that's why we have half a leg for some of the appearances. It's just dripping water still. Wait, dripping water? What if like Squawk can do like the like wet mermaid, like come out of the water, look at all cute kind of thing? <laughs> do the hex- sexy like hair flip thing? Yeah, hair flip. Yeah, exactly. Hair flip, but it's just Squawk sobbing. <laughs> He's sobbing, the tears are going back behind him, his flabby skin's going everywhere. I will say, as another con, Squonk really seems like the kind of guy who needs to go to therapy for a good, like, year or so before they're truly ready for a relationship. Just you got a lot of insecurities to work through, and you can support them in a certain way, but if that's their entire personality... Um, I'm gonna retroactively say that Boof is not into feet, duck, <laughs> or chicken. I don't know if that's a pro or a con. <laughs> Bree, I'm pretty sure I specified that several times last season, actually. <laughs> You're right, we made it explicitly clear. Did we not specify that Boof has, like, censored feet? Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. No free feet pics or peak feet sightings ever. Unperceivable feet. You cannot see them. And apparently you can't tell how many feet Squonk has either. So you know what? Another relatable content between them could really empathize with their struggles as invisible feet. People keep stepping on their non-existent toes. How tall is Squonk? How tall is the average squonk? I think this one's a pretty small creature. I don't have it in my notes mm-hmm. anywhere, but I believe it was like maybe three feet tall at most. Mm. Not no. looking good. <laughs> this is mildly off topic, and I don't know if it'll get included because it's references to the drawings, but I have two squonk drawings so far. One I'm actually kind of proud of, and one is so incredibly cursed. <laughs> oh, God. Please let me see them. We've got, uh, here's the cursed one. And then this is the one I like. You know what? That's very, very accurate and very, very good. Mid-dissolving. It looks like Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) Is that Jabba the Hutt is a squonk confirmed? (gasps) This just in? Wasn't it a thing in My Immortal that was like... Lymph tears or something. <laughs> what? I am once again so, so glad I never read that cursed fanfic. 
His or their name is Squonk Darkness Dementia Ray. <laughs> they have jet black hair. You know what? That would truly explain so much. <laughs> the My Immortal fanfiction was originally written in that password locked diary. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Author confirmed Squonk is the writer <laughs> behind My Immortal. God, what if we did a dramatic reading of My Immortal as a podcast? I'm I'm immediately submitting that as an idea. Hey, Lane. Hey, our, our Lane, good, good producer. Lane, let's go, please. I'll, I'll spearhead this one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Say less. I'm in. Well, I was just gonna say, Squonk is actually just writing self-insert fanfics in the um, password journal. <laughs> you know what? Good for the Squonk. You gotta get your emotions out somehow. And Absolutely. Exactly. You know what? He has no problem with the getting those emotions out clearly, but at least there's a healthy way to process them. They're called coping skills. <laughs> Look it up, sweetie. <laughs> Look it up, sweaty. <laughs> it's called squonking, sweaty. Look it up. <laughs> He's literally sweating. That's his puddle. <laughs> Is that puddle sweat or tears, or are you just happy to see me? The world may never know. You know what Boof could share with Squonk? A pair of sunglasses. Because doesn't Boof wear sunglasses? Am I making that up? Oh, absolutely. Boof absolutely would wear sunglasses. Those, yeah. like, very cool aviator pilot. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was my drawing of Boof had sunglasses on it, but uh, that way <laughs> Boof gives Squonk the sunglasses, Squonk gets to hide the tears. <gasps> Didn't we make it a thing that Boof has, like, many, many eyes? What do yeah. those sunglasses look like? <laughs> uh, So, if I remember correctly, my drawing was, like, sentient patch of haze with like clothes like coming out of clothes and the eyes are in the haze but they are also there's sunglasses in the haze as well um it doesn't have to make sense also important correction not a drawing a uh, photorealistic accurate portrayal of course of course yes you really gotta just hype up your artistic abilities you did an excellent job <laughs> portraying reality there thank you that means a lot <laughs> squawk is just trying to block out the haters okay <laughs> They're hater glasses. God, you know what? Even if they're not a match romantically, I do want Boof to be friends with the Squonk just so they can hype him up in a way that clearly has never been done before. I think I'm imagining those like jeweler glasses, I think, that have like a lot of different. You can like flick the little lenses in front, <laughs> you know? It just extends upwards and downwards with a whole bunch of lenses. Yeah. Well, with that, it's time to squonk our way out of this episode. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into season two. And hey, if you're ever in the hemlock forest and hear the vague sounds of sobbing from the distance, say hi to the squonk for us. Or maybe it's better to give them some space. They really need it. Or comfort whatever crying teenager is there. I mean, it could just be a crying Mm. teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Comfort your local crying teenager today. Hey, hey, comfort your local teen. Hey, friends. Shameless plug. 988 is the 911 for mental health. Come
comfort a crying teenager today. <laughs>